0: Welcome back, everybody, to the second episode of Better's Delight. Uh, It's me, Greg Krohn, uh, joined by Matt, Mike, and Mark, Um, the the family that I guess uh, doesn't – we might be allergic to winners, boys. I don't know. I had a very rough debut episode, uh, partially due to the fact that Dan Bailey was just absolutely miserable. I mean, how, how do you miss three field goals and an extra point as bad as that? I don't get it it makes no sense uh my overall record one in six not a solid performance to kick off the show um you know it's it's one of those things where no matter how much you think you love the board and you love the picks it just it wasn't my week that's just how it works speaking of people whose weeks it was we go right to mike mike three and oh last week uh let me know how how, how it worked out yeah
1: huh the week went pretty well Got, uh, got bailed out a little bit in that uh, USC game, not going to lie. They drove down at the end of the field and ended up covering. Thank you, Chip Kelly. Uh, I just think it was pretty funny. Had some picks that uh, a few different co-hosts on here told me they are pretty bad, but uh, they ended up hitting pretty well. Kevin Holland, easy knockout of Matt's UFC pick, and we're going to keep rolling. I, I I can't believe that.
0: Just just an yeah. unreal knockout from his back, uh, knocking out Jacare Souza. Um you know, we'll go to Mark, who was next with a two and three record.
2: Yeah, boys, how are you guys doing this week? Pretty All good. Right? Good, good. Well, I mean, my two wins I was pretty happy with because they were my heart picks. I had the birds in Northwestern. Uh probably not gonna go with a lot of heart picks every week, but pretty happy that those were my two winners. Yeah, can't
0: can't really beat that. Uh, Matt, let's uh let's look at your record. Me and you both with uh, only one win on the board as you finished up one and four last week.
3: Um, you know, I just, I never claimed to be the uh, smartest guy in the room. I think it's kind of mean to talk smack to your brothers and friends and these uh pick'em shows, but I'm going to come back and I'm probably going to be more right than Mike on a consistent basis. So just,
1: that's all I got to say. I'm a, The only smack, only <laughs> smack being talked because after numerous picks, you just <laughs> clearly said, no, that pick stinks. That stinks. That's the only reason smack is being talked.
3: There's no proof. There's nothing you can go back and listen to to prove that I said that. Except, say, except, <laughs> except for the last episode.
2: Say that's debatable. <laughs> My only defense audience, is that you even said your pick was disgusting. It ended up being very yeah. correct, but whatever. <laughs> Vegas knew.
3: The Bears pick, very correct. Not even, just, a very, Not even very slightly correct.
2: correct. <laughs> Extremely perfectly correct. I apologize.
0: <laughs> it, it wasn't great. And listen, we're going to we're going to recap and keep looking at last week, but we will regroup. We will go and look at Bovada Sportsbook and figure out what we like this weekend. But I mean, honestly, as as the de facto, I guess, host of the show, I I was just awful last week, like just flat out awful. But you know where I wasn't awful and you know where Matt wasn't awful. That's right. The Sunday night challenge, the Sunday night challenge. We rode Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills into well i guess pittsburgh came to them but they took down big ben matt excellent pick i'm gonna gloat i'm gonna gloat at being 1-0 in the sunday night challenge
3: yes sir as you should those were great picks me and you two smartest people in the room they're the only two games it's the only game that honestly mattered when you really look at it in the scheme of things so that's the game where you get all your money back and me and you came back and got all our money back from the whole weekend on that last game of the night
2: i'm gonna blame <laughs> i'm gonna blame juju for dancing on the bills logo this game did cost me money. I actually uh, I did have a nice parlay going. Uh, Greg, I actually just realized my record was had a third win in there. I had the Washington football team as well, straight up money line. I uh, had a parlay with them and the Eagles going with Pittsburgh. was going to be a nice little payout, and then obviously – Sunday night challenge came back to bite me in the ass.
0: That is correct. I did forget that Washington won mainly because I was focused on the fact that Alex Smith has, saw his way to the sideline with some, some sort of calf injury. And that Dwayne has, uh, Haskins was in. It. I was like, oh, well, he there's, there's, no, there's no way they won. And actually, yes, they did win. They did they, beat the 49ers. Yeah,
2: they, they're rolling.
0: They absolutely are. That's a defense that is very, very tough to beat.
2: They, I can't believe it, but I think they might win the NFC East.
3: I think they're strong contenders. I mean, I think they're probably the heavy favorite right now, especially uh, judging what Daniel Jones is going to do, if he's even going to play
2: with Correct. Uh, his injury going
3: on. I mean, I like them the most. But then again, Andy Dalton and the Cowboys, man, he's been throwing some touchdowns, so... Sure, hope yeah. not the Cowboys. I would rather the Redskins. Mm-hmm. I, I, it changes every I, weekend,
2: I, so we'll see. Hmm.
1: I saw somewhere they had like a seventy-one percent chance of winning the winning the division going into week fifteen. Now, so. I mean,
0: if if we go ahead and look at Bavada, and I know we're going to get into the NFL a little bit later, but we can look at the future real quick on Bavada. Um, the NFC East right now, Washington football team heavily favored at minus 245. Uh, next closest, those those New York football giants having their own quarterback issues at plus 350. Then your Philadelphia Eagles at plus 550 and the Dallas Cowboys uh, sitting okay. plus 4500.
2: Uh, so they're, wow. they're,
0: they're, they're considered out of it at this point.
2: Not, what? Yeah. What? Yeah. that's on. that's a little confusing but that's all right that's all right i mean i wouldn't put my money on the cowboys so it doesn't matter yeah i mean i would never just at a principle put my money on the cowboys but Correct. still
0: <laughs> i think the big issue there is one their schedule two uh the injury situations you know that have been plaguing them along with the fact that they just really haven't been very good. And they're behind the eight ball. I mean, they're currently in fourth place. They still have to play the Eagles. They still have to play the 49ers. I mean, the 49ers are who knows if Nick Mullins is in, then obviously that's a a much better chance. But then they also have a week seventeen matchup with the Cowboys, which could be, you know, uh, very critical to the Giants. So it, it, it's it's gonna be up or down here for the Cowboys. It's it's a it's a lot to overcome, especially being you know that far down in, in the standings of a very weird division. Yeah,
1: they're yeah. going to need to yeah win out and have a lot of things happen for them to somehow slide in there. I think.
3: I sure yeah. hope it doesn't go well for them. Yes, hundred
1: percent. If I could speak for the podcast, <laughs> <All
2: right.
3: laughs> yes, yeah, you can.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so a little bit more on the the UFC because uh, Mike, we, we talked about it a little bit. Some head, the head to head with Matt is very good, but but where I got lost is I got, I, I went with my heart. We talked about, we talked about a heart pick. Uh, we talked about Coletta and his, um his parlay with Cyril Gane and uh, Pineda. Pineda, not the best part of that parlay. But nope. Cyril Gane I absolutely starched JDS. And I, I hate to be the guy that has to admit that I was wrong. Hashtag feature champ. I, yeah. I should have just stayed away. I should have just stayed away and not went with my heart. Um, because I, I wanted to will that team to victory or not the team, but will JDS to victory simply for bragging rights.
1: Well, the good thing is now you can just say, ah, the punt, the elbows were illegal behind the head. So he's not even Gane didn't even prove anything. He punched him behind the head. Illegal.
0: Absolutely illegal! Absolutely illegal! I couldn't agree more. If you go back to the replay and you can see exactly what happens after he hurts him, the elbow hits him square in the back of the head. Someone give me a redo.
1: Exactly. So, is that even a loser? Some are asking. I'm asking.
0: I think, every, I think everyone who had JDS plus three twenty five on Bovada is asking. How could you not be? I agree. So, Un- unreal Good unreal situation
1: but uh yeah that kevin holland picked though. if we want to move back to there i mean that that knockout was pretty said I, I he scrambled really well on the ground he did get taken down and then just flung like a like a slingshot he with knocked, he,
3: he knocked him out with his back on the tarp like, <laughs> yeah.
1: one of the best knockouts i've ever seen
3: that yeah, was amazing was just... and Souza didn't even know where he was after he got punched it was no. It was a great punch. I mean, I mean, after Holland, after I watched Holland walk into the ring, I was like, man, like I screwed up. Like, yeah. I, that's, a, that's it's bad when I just go off people's names, which uh, my UFC pick later is strictly based on someone's <laughs> name. So, but we'll, we'll get to that when we they get there. But I probably should do a little bit more research. But I'm not going to so. fade <laughs> <Fate> alert.
1: <laughs> I, alert. I'm assuming we may have we may have a similar pick if you're going off names. But we'll get I think, to that later. I think, I think we'll we will. Later. We'll get to <laughs> we'll, get we'll get to, to that later. <laughs> <But> then, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I really only remember a punch like that. Uh, Nico Price is a guy that that comes to mind, where he KO'd a dude off of his back on the mat. It's not something you see very often. Kevin Holland five and zero in the UFC in in twenty twenty. I mean, nobody's stock has has risen more than his, so very yeah. impressive.
1: Yeah, that are you talking about that Nico Price up kick, Greg?
0: No, he, uh, I uh, already have a puncher. Sure.
1: To- Cause he had a, he had an up kick where he was also just flat back on the mat and the dude was standing up and just up kicked him and knocked the guy straight out.
0: Yeah, that was the James Vick KO. Yep. Yeah. Um, which was which was extremely impressive. But now I yeah. think there was there was one other one. Just where, as we yeah. were talking about, it came to mind. Hmm. I mean, listen, it's I'm going to put it to you guys this way. Last week in the past, Mike can brag. Mike Ooh. can brag at three and zero yep. and oh and 1 in the Sunday Night Challenge, which is really oh, what okay. matters. Um, we <laughs> we can we can brag and do all that stuff, uh, but we're gonna go and, and regroup now. Now is when we we figure it out. We look at the board and we 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 zero in on how to to maximize the rest
2: of this week. It's a fresh slate, exactly. Brand new, brand new copybook page. I'm, we're ready to go. Just looking to go one to zero with every pick. <laughs> it's de-
1: definitely definitely a new week, and I I think I'm ready to dominate again though.
0: Yeah. All right, so let's <laughs> let's go ahead and let's go ahead and get into it. Then we'll we'll start with college football, and uh, Mike, you were one to zero in college football, so I'm going to let you kick off the college football.
1: All right, all right. So my college football pick's actually going to be in the ACC championship game. Uh, so. I'm going to go with uh, Clemson, minus ten and a half. I really think they're just going to blow the brakes off of Notre Dame this week. Notre Dame, uh, they, I mean, they, they did beat them last time in South Bend. Uh, they beat them in double OT. They barely snuck it out. I just think that Clemson defense is a lot better than what they showed that day, and the Notre Dame defense can really stall out. I think if the Clemson defense actually shows up like they know who they are, I think they can they can dominate them and uh, DJ Ungulele, I believe I'm pronouncing that correctly. Played last time. You didn't have Trevor Lawrence, obviously. Probably most likely number one pick. I mean, he's he, I would say Ungulele is pretty good, but uh, Trevor Lawrence just has this air about him. I think he comes in. They do their normal offense. They dominate, and I think their defense shows up. Travis Etienne is going to run for over 100 yards, at least two scores. I really like this Clemson ten and a half.
0: Yeah, I mean, that is one of my picks, actually. That was one of my college football picks. And I, I love Clemson at minus 10.5 on Bavada. I mean, you you cannot deny the fact that that game they lost in overtime in South Bend, 40-47, to 47, with their backup quarterback. That is a factor. Like, they are going to come out raring to go. Trevor Lawrence is going to be looking to dominate this Notre Dame team and and Dabo is going to make it hurt if he has the opportunity. They will not stop scoring if they if they have that ability, no matter what the score is. Simply because I believe the way that game ended and with the rushing of the field, all the celebrating, it's to me there's no way Dabo if he has a chance to win by thirty when doesn't win by thirty.
1: Exactly, that's exactly what I was thinking. I think Dabo going to have him fired up, and I I just think that Ian Book, I mean, he's really good. But I just think that offense for Notre Dame can really stall. It can really stall during points, and I think if Clemson's defense comes and balls out like they know they can, I think they can stop them pretty well. And uh, and I think they just—I don't even I, like—I I don't know—I had this written down where I—I I, don't—I don't think they can. I don't—I think they might hold them to under than twenty points,
2: and Clemson's offense will roll. I almost went with this game. For my pick, and I, because I agree 100. percent I feel like Lawrence is going to make a huge difference in this game. But I did, I did tell myself going through the board, I wasn't going to bring any heart picks this week. You guys know I'm also a Clemson guy, so I left this game a little bit alone. Figured somebody else was going to pick it. But I 100% agree with everything you guys are saying. Think <laughs> of Clemson rolls in this game.
1: I also. <laughs> Not a big Notre Dame guy, so it also helps me out Um, there. I Purdue
2: guy, though. They're
3: right down the street.
2: (laughs) I love Purdue. Yeah. yeah. Purdue Purdue and Notre Dame, basically the same thing. Exactly.
0: (laughs) Outside of Football Jesus, there's really no difference between the two programs in the last 20 years. Anytime (laughs) they play a high-ranked team, they lose by 20.
2: That is true. Um, That's true. (laughs) That's true. And their best player had a fake girlfriend. (laughs) Yeah, debatable that he was so a but I hear I you. mean, it's still one of the craziest stories of all time. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, the Manti girlfriend story certainly, certainly one of the odder sports things over the last 15, 20 years.
2: I'll put it up there as, honestly, one of the craziest stories I've ever heard in my entire life. And, I mean, obviously, back then, I didn't really know what catfishing was, but...
0: It's the it internet, was,
2: baby. Yeah. Twenty twenty <laughs> changes things. Obviously, now I know what everything can happen. But uh. <laughs> well, on awesome.
0: that note, I think we're all pretty much in agreement, which actually makes me hate the pick. Uh, so <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll go to we'll go to to Matt. Matt, what's your first pick in college football? All
3: right. Well, um, I know we always talked about how we aren't a Philadelphia sports podcast. We're not an Eagles podcast. But I think I speak for the whole podcast show when we do say that we are a Mississippi football podcast. Oh, I knew it. Not, <laughs> is that not all of us? We're not in agreement there? Okay, so I, I am big Ole Miss fan, have been on Ole Miss for years. Um, honestly, the minus two and a half, they are my, uh, minus two and a half point favorites over LSU on Saturday at LSU, and I think that is a sham. LSU is a bad team. We're just coming off a big win in the Egg Bowl, big revenge game against Mississippi State two weeks ago. And I just think that two and a half points is just not enough. We're going to come out. We're going to blow the doors off him. Elijah Moore is breaking A.J. Brown's records every single week. Kenny Yaboa, the the Temple graduate transfer tight end. That's your boy, Mark. And he's playing extremely well. He's turned himself into a draft pick next year. I think this team goes into LSU Stadium knocks the doors off him, minus two and a half, easy victory. Matt Crowell comes out there. This team's high as ever right now today with National Signing Day. Lane Kiffin is in his bag. This team's got excitement behind him. We're ready to go. Easy victory. Now, I have a question.
1: Sorry. I have a question here. See, I know you said, oh, Ole Miss is coming off a big win, but LSU literally just beat Florida last week. And do you think – you don't think they'll be living off those highs? LSU – barely won because a guy
3: threw a shoe like the dude from austin powers okay. <laughs> that's not,
2: that's that's a good point that's, a good point. <laughs> that's an incredible reference <laughs> so, so it, me, a shoe. <laughs> uh,
3: it was an odd job it was task his name was task random task, random <laughs> task instead of odd job yes he throws a shoe that was a complete fluke victory ellis or um Florida made a mental mistake. It happens. It happened to us last year in the Egg Bowl. Elijah that was Elijah Moore lost man. I mean, he was the guy. He did the uh, the dog in the end zone celebration. And uh, I just think it happens, you know. But we're gonna come back. This is this is an easy game for me and my Ole Miss uh, alumni. So we're good to go.
2: It's so weird that like a big win like that can actually be like bad for the next game in some instances you know what I mean like obviously like from Ole Miss I feel like they do have some momentum going like a rivalry rivalry win like that over uh, Mississippi State makes a big difference because of the Egg Bowl but the LSU win it' a little bit of a fluke yeah sure but I, I don't know. That's kind of like one of those games that made their season a little bit. So I do agree with this pick. I'm not going to obviously put it on my board, but I had a feeling you were going to go with Ole Miss. <laughs> yeah. I had a feeling. I see that. Yeah. yeah. I just wasn't
1: sure if it was like, if you what well, you'd take with the, their momentum, but yeah, I, I see what you mean.
3: It's an easy. Yep.
1: It's free money. You guys, take it to the bank, you know,
3: <laughs> it's all right. It's,
0: it's, it's weird because both teams are in a letdown spot. But LSU's letdown spot is more recent than Mississippi's letdown spot. Like, it's weird. So COVID. both coming off big wins, but, but LSU is more recent. So they're, they're, I guess, closer to that, like living off the high of that Saturday night big rivalry. Their biggest rival, probably. Um, I, I, I do like the pick.
3: Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, we're coming off a high of all those four-star recruits that we signed today that were coming to the SIP, so we're good to go, man. People, are, They're going to come down to Oxford, Vaught Stadium. You know, we're we're fine. We're good. I love the we.
0: <laughs> the <laughs> we there. For a guy that has no affiliation, other than he bought a jersey once,
1: it's <laughs> it's really
0: bizarre your, your old Miss fandom. I have a Chad Kelly
3: Broncos jersey, all right? So I am a, a very much connected South to your Philly program.
2: Cowboys fan, right
3: there.
0: Listen, we all, we all make mistakes. We all make mistakes, Matt. We get it. All right, let's let's head over, Mark. What are you, what are you looking at? As you've liked both picks, but don't have them on the board.
2: No, I actually am, I'm jumping over to another team that was a pick from last week. Um, I'm going with Texas A&M this week, minus fourteen against Tennessee. Tennessee's struggling this week this year at three and six. Uh, Texas A&M. And number five, they are knocking on the door of that college football playoff. They need this game. They need, you know, obviously, to really impress, to jump Notre Dame or Clemson. If somehow Notre Dame does win that game, then people are saying that Clemson might stay in the college football playoff, even with two losses against Notre Dame, which would be nuts. But I think Texas A&M comes in and just rolls the volunteers right here. So Aggies minus 14 and a half.
0: Actually, it looks like as yeah, of right 14. now, yeah, I was going to say, it looks like Bavada has them at minus 14. Um It's a pretty big number, but the Tennessee pretty much stinks. And like you said, Texas A&M playing for their, their proverbial college football playoff lives here.
2: Uh Yep. It's, I love Kellen Mond too. He's a nice player.
0: I don't, I don't know how Clemson could lose twice. You know, to Notre Dame and still get in over an undefeated team. Now I know the Florida win for Texas A&M looks worse because Florida lost to LSU, who stinks. Um, mm-hmm. So there, there's like weird schedule math that everybody's trying to do in their head. So it gets it gets a little bit foggy. I, I don't I don't know how a two loss team could get in over an undefeated team, regardless of who you lost to.
2: I agree. I 100% agree with you. But there was just you know, I'm seeing it on Twitter or on ESPN or something. Somewhere on the internet, but uh, I I don't think it'll happen. But I I do think Texas A&M covers this game. They just come out and just absolutely dominate, so... Yeah,
3: that's a All good right, pick. Yeah. I like that pick just based off my pick last week. So, strictly a spite pick for me with that Vanderbilt pick. So. <laughs> yeah, Way, just, to, go. Way that's, to go, Mark.
1: Just tuned into that Vanderbilt and Tennessee game. Vanderbilt Vanderbilt kept it kept it close with the, with the beginning. And then Sarah, had- Sarah Fuller kicked that, that extra point. It was pretty cool. And then after that, Tennessee just... You guys said they couldn't them. score.
3: They did score some points. They put the double digits on the board. It's happened that Tennessee scored 30 double
0: digits. 30, so. 30 double digits. That <laughs> might be the <laughs> name of the episode. That's not what I meant. It's not what I meant. Come on. It's a family show. It's definitely a family show. We've, we've we've certainly figured that out. Um Wow. You are you're something. It's it's amazing. Uh Mike, where 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 else are we looking on Saturday? Are you are you uh, out of the That's that's game? me
1: for my college, uh my college football picks. I only had Clemson.
0: All right, then Matt. What else are you seeing on the board? Uh, just real quick. This
3: is actually my lock of the week. Um, air Force minus three against Army. Um, it's I believe it's at Army. Um, we just had Air Force is. They beat Navy 40 to seven early in the air. Air Force and uh, no, Army last week only beat them by 15 points. And just like the sloppiest game I've ever seen. Um This is also very important for the Commander-in-Chief's Trophy, which um, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with it, but it's basically a round-robin tournament between Army, Navy, and Air Force, and whoever has the best record wins the trophy and gets to keep it at the end of the year as long as they have a queen-win sheet and it's not like a split or anything. And Air Force usually dominates this trophy and winning these records. Um, Took a bunch of years off. The last time they won was in 2016. This is now the seniors la- uh, on this team's last chance to ever win this because they lost their freshman year, sophomore year, junior year in 2019. I think that they're going to come out. They're going to come hungry. Um, I think Air Force puts up points. I think Army does not. I think this is an easy victory uh, for the Air Force
2: Falcons. I'm not 100% <laughs> I agree with it, uh, especially as a lock of a week. It's just so tough. As I mean, Army kind of screwed me last week pick navy obviously in that army navy game but you know i'm just going against your lock of the peak lock of the week like i did last week uh raiders didn't really show up so I'll, maybe I'll, army does side note air force did invent the flyover
3: which is really important <laughs> so that's why i really like air force too so i don't know how you could really go against
0: that that is huge mark are you saying you're, you're you want army on your card <sighs>
2: You know what? Yeah. Give it to me. Give it wow. to me. I love it.
3: Go
2: ahead. Yeah. Put it on your card. I love it. I love to see that.
0: <laughs> uh, you, know I, you know what? I, I just love the yeah, animosity. me last
2: week, so let's just do it and, you know, let's jump on the Army train. Uh, they're coming off a big win. Momentum. Momentum. <laughs> that is. They won in front of the president. That is- they, you know, that was a big win. That's a big win for the Army program. <laughs> Either team in think... wins Windsor gets the trophy, so this
3: is a big game. It's a cha- championship game. People would say some. Some would say
1: hmm. mostly military. I feel, but, yes. but you know, I have a I have a, vend- a vendetta against Air Force because of the the Dead Bird game where they didn't cover last <sighs> year. So uh, you also don't, you know, don't support the troops. It's true. You did not what best. I said. And how terrible was the football uh, this past Saturday? But it the was, fog, it was, fog. The fog was the fog was cool. The whole the whole scene was cool. National anthem was amazing. Before it, how terrible was the football? Because it was awful. I mean, that's the, the, the
3: game's more about pageantry than it is. Football. I I
1: know that's what I was saying, and then I, but you guys have twisted it now. Sports are the best form of live theater. All
3: right, and I think that's that's what you need to appreciate, <laughs> not the actual football on the field. But and,
0: I just
1: <laughs> you go, Greg. You go.
0: Yeah, that's fine. There, there's there's no. There's nothing truer than what Matt just said. Sports really are the best live theater. It is it's amazing when you watch games, uh, how you can just fall into the like Craziness of back and forth in every game. That Army Navy game was not was not theater. It, it you said who, whoever said that the they won in front of the president. Yeah, he left at halftime, boss. He was Even he couldn't sit there and watch. Yeah, but
3: that it. was a parking issue. He was trying to get out early and miss miss the traffic. That yeah. wasn't like he wasn't like <laughs> that wasn't anything else. I do think, think I understand. win that
2: bet if Navy scores from the one yard line. I don't know how they didn't score on that drive, but that's neither here nor there. Like I said, we're not living in the past.
0: You seem to be living in the past. I don't yeah, know about you.
2: Much. You literally made a pick because of the past. <laughs> <laughs> You're, right. You're absolutely correct. Moving on. <laughs> All right. That's hilarious.
0: All right. Uh, anybody else have anything? I have one more college football pick of my own, but I wanted to see if anybody else had anything. No, sir. All right. Sounds like a no. That's uh, that, that works. Uh, I... This is this is one of those chase games where when you look at the schedule and you see the games that the, these teams have previously played or games you've taken them in the past and they failed you. I love Iowa State plus five and a half in the Big 12 championship game. I do not trust Oklahoma at all, at all. For some reason, all season, every time I go after them, I immediately get destroyed. I I can't I can't do it. Uh, right now, like I said, they—they just—I have to—I have to go with Iowa State in this situation. I have to, because it's like it, you know, it's a chance to to beat the premier Big Twelve team, um, you know, win a conference championship. At at minus five and a half on Bovada, I can't, I can't be
1: any more for that. I'm, uh, I'm, trying, I like. I don't know. I have a love hate relationship with Oklahoma, so like I don't know if I like your pick or not. Just I mean, it's, it's Spencer Rattler is a, real, a pretty good quarterback, man. I just think if he comes out and he can continue to put up numbers, they might they might run Iowa State out the gym. That's the only thing I'm worried about there. Here's here's where my spite comes in. I Spencer Rattler has let me down. Yeah, He's let me down. Yeah, it's, me too. Me too. I agree with that. I spite. went I one in spite.
0: I went one in six last week doing a lot of spite picking, and I plan on continuing that the same time this this week. So, but that's that's sort of where I I land with college football. It's going to be a crazy weekend because you do have all the championship games. There's so many college football playoff interaction or uh, pending you know pending things to happen. You obviously have the Big Ten championship game. Ohio State pretty heavily favored over Northwestern. Uh, that should be that should be a pretty interesting matchup um you have the Pac 12 the late replacement now it's going to be Oregon and USC instead of Washington it's going to be it's going to be a fun weekend of football
2: what a weird year yeah i agree I
3: mean, it's going to be a good one and definitely university, weird the university of the cardinal word actually uh
2: their their season's just starting so just <laughs> 21 season is coming up for them so we're it's all right. i was waiting for greg to announce another appalachian state pick somehow. absolutely <laughs> they weren't playing. I, I I couldn't I couldn't do it again. I didn't even look to see if they were
0: on the board yet. I have no interest in in dealing with Appalachian State anymore. Uh that's that's enough out of them.
3: <laughs> Understandable. Greg's going yeah, ride that one game where they beat Michigan, yeah. what, ten years ago,
2: where he's just trying to ride that pick. Like I think yeah. they still got the
3: magic. I think they it's, still have that hope. Imagine sure. how
2: much you would have won if you, you bet that game? Uh, probably a lot. Moneyline, Appalachian State. Phew. It is for sure so
0: much further back than that. Uh, it's not even funny. It's definitely more – it's got to be more than 10 years. We just right? aged ourselves. Appalachian State? I think so.
3: Cool. I
0: mean, now I'm going to have to Google it yeah, while we're me, doing this. I think it was yeah, 2007.
3: 2007. Yeah, oh, 2007. At, yeah. All right. Ask Jeeves just confirmed it, 2007.
0: <laughs> thank thank God yeah. you're using <laughs> Ask
3: Jeeves. <laughs> I'm asking a virtual butler oh, oh, to man, Google for me. me. <laughs> <A>
0: virtual <laughs> butler. All right, all right. So that is the college football wrap up. Now we know there's NFL games on Saturday. We're going to get to that in the NFL section, but now we're going to kick it to the UFC where uh, I went one and two. Yeah. One and two in the UFC, Charles Dobronks, Oliveira plus plus one forty five. Mike obviously want to know Matt just inconsequential and Mark as well. Uh, not great in the UFC. Uh, so let's, let's look at, this weekend's card so far knock on wood we haven't had any cancellations as far as as far as covid goes and we hope to keep it that way it does always seem like around friday word starts to trickle out that fights are going off the board but i uh i don't i don't envision that happening this week or at least i don't want it to happen this week so mike uh, what what are you looking at for your first pick
1: yeah uh, i was going to say that bronx pick was uh was really good that was utter domination but um, uh, yeah. So I'm gonna preface this one though, because this is I I want to make it a lock, but I'm afraid to because it's a women's a woman's fight, and I think in my women's fight that I always text about in all my group chats and all my friends normally fade me. I think I when I make it a, a lock, it it's like I'm like one and eight or something like that. So nice. we're, we're gonna preface with that. <laughs> but anyways, so my lock is Jillian Robertson. She was at minus 10 earlier. Uh earlier in the day. Let me just clarify there. Yeah, she's still there. She's she's a slight dog. She's now it goes against exactly what I said last week that there's not many good fighters from Canada at the moment. But <laughs> but I think she's pretty good. She's got the most wins in flyweight history for women's. The most stoppage wins. She's 6 and 2 in the UFC. I'd, uh, she's got a really good s- ground game now. I think Santos has a little bit of a better ground game, but Jillian Robertson's ground game isn't something to scoff at, and I think she's just faster on the feet now. Five inch reach advantage is a little scary, but also at the same time, in Santos' two career fights in the UFC, she's less than like a like a she's got like forty three percent striking accuracy, so that will not be beneficial to her. But you're gonna need Robertson. I think is gonna need to try it most to try to stay off the ground as much as she can but it, the only thing is in in the history of her like things she's only been trying to take down once and she she gave the t- she got taken down so there's not really much stuff around that but I really I just really like her and I think she can get the job done.
0: So I've I've loved Jillian Robertson since um since the Ultimate Fighter uh when she was on uh, I forget what season it was I think it was either season 24 I think it was season 24 she was on and she's been she's so un un sort of heralded uh because she seems to always be fighting on the prelims, uh, really early in cards, really good ground game, uh, very good submission fighter. Uh, that's also one of my picks in the UFC. Surprise, surprise. Hmm. We think alike in this case. Yep. I hate that you're making it your, your lock.
2: Yeah, that may, uh, that that may is, be bad. That is not fun. Um, I mean, He almost told me in it, taking Santos. Honestly. <laughs> I'm not going to do it, but really, he did a pretty really good. Time, I had right.
1: to let the audience know that that my prior history with locks in women's ufc does not have a great it's track record it <laughs> does not have a great track record but it's always in the next it's
2: always about the next pick i'm zero you know, i'm one and three but <laughs> one the eight. jeez yeah. all right <laughs> it's yeah. one in
1: but yeah no, i yeah i've been watching her for a while it's it was uh it was in, it was 26 greg it was it was the you know, ultimate it was? fighter she was on yeah yes i've been watching her for a while and i uh I really like I really like her chances.
0: That was back in the heavy, heavy uh UFC writing days for The Underdog and it was i I was recapping every episode and rewatching them. That was it was wild times uh over here for me. Yeah. Matt, you Three mentioned kids. that Oh, well, yeah, Matt, you mentioned that your pick was simply on name alone, and I'm very interested to find out what that is. So I think if if anyone has actually
3: looked at the card, I mean, all I did was open up Bavada and look at it and just really just ran through the names. I saw a guy named Draco. I like Harry Potter, kind of thought about him, decided not to stick with that guy. My pick, this one jumped off the head, The jumped off the page for me. His name is simply Chaos Williams.
1: Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chaos birth name, K H A O S Williams. I also decided to Google his um his nickname, which is Chaos the Ox Fighter, which is an even stronger nickname. Oh, his first name's Kalen, actually, not Cass, but still, he's called Chaos the Ox Fighter. Everyone birth calls name. him Cass. <laughs> Maybe not birth name. I'm. I'm going off Bavada, is the truth, is the facts. It's all I need to know. But he's also, Chaos' last two fights, he has, has not gone past 30 seconds, both with KO through punches. I mean, he's very strong. I watched maybe two to three YouTube videos, and I just really like the way he looks. I have no, no information on his opponent, Pereira. But I like Chaos Williams by win. Um, he could go to decision. He could knock him out, but he's just gonna at least win the fight. That's that's all I'm saying.
1: Yeah. So, um, see, I I like both fighters. Uh, Chaos was also one of my picks after watching him knock out Halasan uh, last fight, which was such a clean right, it was unreal. See, so Michelle Pereira, he he's he's a big showman, like a really big showman. He'll literally like backflip as he's walking into the octagon. And he just like gets really tired and tires himself out. Like he's literally did like a backflip on top of somebody. Like mid fight, like he does all this nonsense. I think he could really tire himself out. And chaos is so crisp. I think if he's gonna. But Michelle's gonna do something dumb and just get get his night is get his lights taken out.
3: Based off the two videos I saw, he seems very smooth. Very just gonna get in there, throw some punches take his and this will be done in the first round yeah. you know sprinkle some on there yeah. you know i think sprinkle it's gonna on.
1: be a, a very very exciting fight though definitely one you're gonna want to tune into
0: like you mentioned matt uh, Bavada does have chaos He's even money right now mm. even money which is insane Uh, especially against a guy like Pereira, who does have he has power but like you said mike he does the dumbest stuff i know he's the UFC loves to pump him up. He's doing backflips on the guys. He's dancing. if you watch his last fight or one of his last fights, this dude was exhausted, like three minutes into the first round, like exhausted, exhausted. I, I don't know how, I don't know like how you don't learn from that. Like you have to learn that, Hey, maybe I don't do the the triple back handspring as I'm entering the octagon, uh, as I'm walking into my music. Like you. that's, that's one of those things where, like, I'll never understand that. Oh, it pumps me up. Eh, I, well, what, I love the chaos pick in this case. Well, what song does he walk into? Because if it's something, I mean, I
3: understand if you, if you if listen to a good song, it's pumping you up. But now nah, the, the, the pick is definitely chaos, even money. Well, well, that's, that's my one UFC pick of the week. But, uh, he,
0: he walks into to Butterfly by Crazy Town.
3: <laughs> oh, no. Really? That's no. a joke. <laughs>
1: oh, I was gonna, I was gonna say <laughs> oh, no. he probably. I think he's from Brazil and walks into Brazilian music. So I, I'm not, I'm not too knowledgeable of the Brazilian uh, music scene. I was gonna say if it was Butterfly by
3: Crazy Town, like I, that would mean I would start singing. But you change your mean, pick. <laughs> no, I can't change my pick. This this late in the game, you know. I've never been one to change my picks right before I put the bet in. <laughs> never. <so. laughs>
0: That is an unbelievable thing to believe. Like,
2: (laughs) (laughs) Mark, where are you at in the UFC this week? Uh, So, in the UFC, I actually stayed stayed away again from a heart pick here. I I almost went with Marching Tabora over Greg Hardy, just, you know, the Polish guy over the former cowboy. But instead, I decided to kind of backtrack and go against what I did last week. And I'm going with Rob Font. Plus one twenty over Marlon Moraes. Rob Font coming off the injury, hasn't fought since last December. Cub Swanson proved to me last week that coming off an injury does not matter. So let's go with the value plus one twenty. That actually was a little bit higher earlier today. I think it was at plus one twenty five. So clearly Rob Font is getting some getting some money on him over at Nevada, and uh, I'm going to go with him as my pick in the UFC this week. I love this pick. I'm I am also on Rob Font. He was my second pick in the UFC.
0: And the reason that I love it, the reason that I love it is cuz he is a guy that is extremely unheralded. I mean, you talk about a guy who is 17 and 4. He has he's been in the UFC for a pretty long time. I mean, his his debut was 2014. Uh he the only thing that scares me is it seems like when he steps up in competition, that's where he struggles. I mean, his losses in the UFC are all two guys who have been ranked seriously, seriously high in the division. You're talking John Lineker, Pedro Munoz, uh, Rafael Sunsau. That's the thing that worries me, but I, I love getting plus money on a guy like Rob Font. Also, the Magic Man, Marlon Rice, not... Uh, I, his knockout of Al Sterling was so fantastic. His knockout of Jimmy Rivera, so fantastic. You can't lose to Henry Cejudo the way you did, especially how he came out in the first round. I feel like he's been off since then. Split decision against Jose Aldo, getting knocked out with a wheel kick his last time out. I mean, I know Mike. You're a big, you're a big Magic Man guy. What, what are we yeah. looking at? I, uh,
1: I, I, I did, I did choose Magic Man in the against San Hagen last time, and that. Let's not get crazy here. Aljo ducked into it. That's a lucky knockout. All right, future champion Aljamain Sterling. I might I, add, but uh, yeah,
0: can't <laughs> can't have a chif out there as bad as that knockout is, and ever think that you're gonna get a Jeff Dana. Uh, of dana putting the belt on you
1: <laughs> yeah that is understandable but now nah, i do i think morace has been i don't think he beat aldo in that split decision now that may be because i had money on aldo so maybe i was a little bit biased but i still don't think he beat him there but Aldo's more on the way out morace is still still there but now nah, that he looks so bad against sandhagen i don't know if you're saying Sandhagen was just bigger than him but he just looks so bad the entire fight didn't look like he even wanted to be in there Uh, I do like, I do like the Rob Font pick here.
0: Listen, if you, if you love, yeah, if you, if you love um, these, these UFC cards that have been coming fast and furiously, uh, it's, it's been great. It's been absolutely awesome. And I think, I don't know, I think this might be the end of the 2020 schedule. Am I right, Mike?
1: Yeah, this is the the last one they're taking off that uh, Christmas weekend.
0: Okay, so so we're gonna be without the UFC for the next couple of weeks. They don't return until January 16th, which is pretty crazy. With Holloway and you know, Max Holloway and Calvin Cater, that's a pretty big matchup. Uh, yeah. I, I do, I do have one more pick in the UFC. But you guys sit here and you call me the old man. I love to go back. I love to to pull, you know, pull for the guys of yesteryear. This is a card filled with yesteryear fights. There are, first of all. There's 14 fights, and you you have your pick of yesteryear guys. You have Anthony Pettis. You have Jose Aldo. You have uh, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. I mean, you could go for days on this card with picking old guys. Yeah. Ortiz
3: versus Liddell is the one main event. No, that's UFC 66. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Sorry.
0: For, for, <laughs> anybody, for anybody that looked at uh, the UFC uh, cards and and, and – like it's it's just crazy with this matchup uh, these these matchups this week with with old versus young so mm-hmm. very interesting um w- real quick I- i'm going to give you my last pick but real quick the uh mark you mentioned Martin Tabura and Greg Hardy this is really the first test for Greg Hardy uh noted noted or alleged scumbag Greg Hardy mm-hmm. um he he's been been pretty solid in the UFC. It'd be in, it'll be interesting to see him go up against the guy who who is as uh, as as accredited as Tabor. Actually, I, and I almost made that up. He did lose to Alexander Volkov. I forgot that, and that's a former Bellator champion. But what do we what do we think here for Greg Hardy again trying to move up in competition?
2: Uh Honestly, this one was just a spite and heart pick for me when I was looking at it. It was just a combination of the two. Greg Hardy, you said alleged scumbag. I'll just go ahead. He is a scumbag. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to keep with alleged (laughs) scumbag. Former cowboy, that that alone makes him a scumbag in my (laughs) mind. And then obviously... 100 percent Polish gotta back the Polish guy here, but decided to actually do some research and went with the Rob Font pick instead. But that's what I was looking at in this put pick. Uh, I, I'll probably put some, a little bit of a sprinkle on Marching just because you know, always rooting for the Polish guys. So just because, but wasn't really going to put it on my card for real. Yeah, my my opinion here, I honestly,
1: my pick. Honest, it's I'm not making this my pick, but if I were to go to this, I wouldn't be against like a Tybura by decision type thing. As you've seen in previous fights, I mean, Greg Hardy's really beaten nobody. Yeah, he fought Falcoff and he, they lost that one. But, like, he hasn't really faced anybody. Like, I think, honestly, he gets really tired, really gassed. Hopefully, he doesn't hit the. What do you use for asthma again, Matt? Inhaler? Inhaler? inhaler. Yeah, I couldn't what think of what that. Do use, what, <laughs> to, uh, <oxygen. laughs> uh, what do you use Oxygen. What do you think? I believe. <laughs> the, the inhaler, which I think was the legal move, and he hit it after the first round. He gets really gassed, and Tybora. What he did against Ben Rothwell last fight, he loves just sitting on him on the cage and just riding rounds out and winning rounds like that and getting some punches there. I could easily see this happening. But he also has a glass jaw, so if Greg Hardy probably connects with one, he'll probably put him to bed.
3: People forget Greg Hardy, old Miss guy.
2: I don't know, I don't know if that's I forgot. That.
1: Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that. I mean, he was it? on the
3: cover of Sports Illustrated tackling Tim Tebow. So, I mean, I don't know how you're going to forget that classic episode. All right. <laughs> Let's get rid of that episode <laughs> of a magazine.
0: Wow. <laughs> what, a, what, a, what a bizarre turn this, t- this <laughs> took. My, my final UFC pick. It's actually in the main event, the final UFC fight of the year. Jeff Hands of Steel Neal versus Steven Wonderboy Thompson. And on Bovada. Steven Wonderboy Thompson, minus 110, win one for the old guys. Jeff Neal is a fantastic fighter. Really, really, really heavy hands, but it's so hard to hit Wonderboy. The kicks, the karate stance. I mean, you're talking about a guy that that went to a decision twice in five rounds in a title. I, I can't get off of Wonderboy. He will always, always be a guy that I bet on as, as long as he's out there. I, I, can't, I can't not go with him.
1: Yeah, I i mean, I agree. It's just that uh actually, I don't even know if I agree. I mean, Thompson, he is the old guy. He's lost three of his last five. Does that not scare you at all, especially with the power Jeff Neal has in his hands? I mean, he got knocked out by Pettis. Listen, I understand who who is knocked
0: out Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, yeah. uh, but he also fought those those super long fights. Uh, against Tyrone Woodley, where Tyrone Woodley threw like no punches at all. Yeah. So like those wars that he's technically been in haven't really been wars. Um, the uh, you, you have to look no further than his last fight with Vicente Luque. I mean, he went three rounds with him. That dude is an absolute cannon thrower. That's so, true. Um, I'm not. I'm not worried. We're back. Guys get knocked out all the time. That is true. Wonder you boy. are wrong. Best I... best theme song in the business. <laughs> It's a great is it nickname too. Like... <laughs> it is. No, it's Wonder Boy by Tenacious D. Oh, Jack Black, Kyle
3: Gas, great, great musical duo there. <laughs> Phenomenal. Kyle <laughs> Gass right. wearing socks
1: with thong sandals. Go on, proceed, Greg.
0: <laughs> very weird. Very weird to bring that fact up. Let's move on yeah. to the NFL while we have the uh, opportunity. I,
1: I had uh, just one quick, one quick add-in. I oh, have okay. one more pick. Yeah, that's fine with you. But um, go ahead. So this one, uh, it's, I'm going to go with. Uh, against an old guy see i thought greg when you said old guy we were gonna have a head-to-head because i thought you were gonna go with aldo but um oh, no. I, I i i like Mar, uh, marlon Chido vera here uh he's fighting at uh he's he's actually plus 120 and um he should be on a seven fight win streak he didn't lose against song Yadong via decision i will argue that till the till the grave uh, he, he he made a joke of sean o'malley last fight who i think is overrated He's um, I think Otto's a legend of the game, obviously, but he's on a three-fight losing streak. He, I mean, he, he was in the title fight last, but he looked really bad against Jan, who's also a great fighter. But no. I really think Vera Vera is right it will stand up and bang with you, but also I think he's got a really good ground game with eight submissions in his pro career. I, I just I like the value of Vera plus one twenty here. He's only twenty eight. He's got fifteen fights in the UFC as well. I, I just think he's I think he's he's nobody nobody to scoff at here. And I think Aldo's on his way out.
0: Two of those fighters that you just mentioned are current UFC champions. Uh, the, the the three losses <laughs> that he has in a row are to Alexander Volkanovski, who is like
1: undefeated in like twenty five straight fights. He lost he- to Holloway. Last incorrect. The judges may have not said so, but he lost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, please, I, I judges may I, have not said so. He lost the decision, I, I think.
0: Uh and uh-huh. and then you mentioned P- Piotr
1: Jan. Like I know, you, I know. You're, you're
0: discounting Holloway simply because Cheeto Vera slayed your, your your anti-hero in Sugar <laughs> Shado Valley. Uh, that's the only reason this pick is being made, and I, I, I th- this is how you lose. This is how you lose. I'm glad this is happening. I can't Ooh. wait for the record to <laughs> just
2: skyrocket. Do you back add now. the old guy to your card here, Greg? Is that what you're just gonna
0: you do it? Uh, fine let's do it <laughs> this, this is how i got in trouble last Gear week pressure. i'm taking i'm taking jose aldo minus 150 on bovada let's go two minutes definitely gonna regret this later
1: <laughs> well your last one you threw it at the end hit so this one might help this one might that do it again true.
0: all right we got to get to the nfl we <laughs> um we kick off week 15 with a ton of games uh coletta what are you looking at first
2: uh, so I'm actually looking at a game, another line that didn't really make sense when I first looked at it, but I actually really like the Vikings this week against the bears minus three on Bovada, uh, bears coming off that weird win. I have no clue how they shockingly embarrassed the Texans. Uh, you know, that, they, they just c- completely demolished them. I don't think that's going to happen here. Uh, the Vikings coming off a weird game where Dan Bailey might've cost him the game, Honestly, might have cost them the game, and they're now fighting to stay alive. They have they have to win this game. Uh, minus three seems like you know the lines are saying the Vikings are going to clearly win this game. Um, so that's where I'm going. I'm going with Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings. I think I'm actually going to make this my lock of the week.
0: All right, that's that's a dangerous proposition, Dan Bailey. Uh, you could say he single handedly lost them in the game. He certainly lost me my bet. Uh, I think
2: and,
0: you'd agree. I would, I would agree, and I was very mad at Dan Bailey as the week went on. Um, all right, so, Matt, what are we looking at? Um, my first
3: pick in this week is Titans at home minus 10.5 over the Lions. Um, the Titans are currently tied with the Colts for first place. This is a game that they really need to just come out and win. Um, I don't know if you saw the news story. Uh, the Lions starting Pro Bowl center fractured his throat in the first quarter last Sunday and continued to play the rest of the game. So he's not playing next week, obviously, because he fractured his throat. So that's just something that I think they're going to miss him on the line. And I think that the uh, Titans and uh, Derrick Henry are just going to run all over the lines and their seasons basically over.
2: I, I actually just grabbed my neck a couple of times and just rubbed it. Well, As crazy. you said, fractured my throat.
3: <laughs> it's crazy because like, I was reading the report and the doctors were like, yeah, like, he can eat, like drink, he can smoke, he can do everything. They're just like, don't talk for a little bit. Like That's all you like just, just go ahead and don't talk. And I think that'll fix it. I don't know if the doctors actually said all of that parts, but don't take my <laughs> medical advice or my betting advice. So. <laughs>
0: fracturing your throat in the first quarter and playing throughout the remainder of the game is as hockey tough uh, as you can imagine uh, in that situation. A
1: basketball yeah, player agree. would never. The <laughs> they're they're tired. Tired. Yeah, They they're ha- tired. hang it up. <laughs> I do like this pick, though, because I do see, uh, I mean, he will probably play, but I have seen some reports where Matt, Matt Stafford missed today, today, so, and that he, he has a possibility of playing, but you never know if he, he's not counting himself out this week, but especially if they're on their backup QB. Which is Chase Daniel, I think. In, yeah, in, in the former,
0: former Eagles great, former, Chase Daniel.
3: Yeah.
1: Finesser of the game.
3: Finesse of the
1: bag. bag game, of yes. the bag, yeah.
0: Chase the bag Daniel. I believe <laughs>
1: is
3: what they call him. He's made only a million dollars less than LeBron James, actually. That's a fact.
2: I mean, but yeah, that's true. true. <laughs> that's absolutely hundred percent. I know, I it's, know. No. But I know right. it's not. I know it's not because it came out of Matt Crane's mouth. But that's okay. I have <laughs> never been one
3: to
0: to falsify records. A never. Thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, all right. So it looks like everybody likes the Titans, Mike. What are you? What are you looking at? Yeah,
1: on uh, I'm actually going to go back to one of the Saturday games. um I i really like the Panthers uh plus eight and a half. I think they against the against the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, they got to travel up to Lambeau. but uh, I just think with Teddy Bridgewater, with that offense, DJ Moore is a baller. Now they might be missing McCaffrey again. Still not sure, but Mike Davis has been a very very serviceable running back all year. I just think they play a lot of games. Majority of their games they played this year have been close. They battle. I like that plus eight and a half line. They're five and a zero at the spread in the last five row games i uh I just really think that uh if that defense is a fraud in for the Packers, I think they'll probably show up in the playoffs when they play some better teams, but I think they'll be able to put up uh, the pants be able to put up some points up and uh and come out with that cover
0: Is this DJ is... Moore off the injured list
2: oh is he yeah, hurt? yeah he he came off the covid nineteen list today I was because look- I was looking at this game this was such a weird line to me at eight and a half um I know McCaffrey i think rule said that McCaffrey's definitely not playing this week uh or probably not playing this week or something yeah. like that. So I think he he's he might be out.
3: playing he, he could be playing this week maybe. No, <laughs> he's definitely out. He's definitely out. But
2: in my opinion, he's definitely out. Um but I'm pretty sure DJ Moore is back coming off that COVID nineteen list. It's just such a weird, weird line. I stayed away from this game. I was thinking about it but stayed away.
1: Yeah I think Mark- Green
2: Bay definitely wins but within that within that touchdown, it's a
1: good football number I like with that eight and a half.
0: Mark the Panthers team, Dr. Coletta. That's what I always <laughs> called him. Um, very trustworthy. I don't Guys, know, man. If I was but a Matt team Ruhle.
2: doctor, I would not be doing this podcast, that's for sure. Matt Rule. Think- Matt Rule's number one guy, Mark Coletta. Hey, former Temple. Former yeah. Temple coach. You know, I- Robbie Anderson, PJ <laughs> Walker's over there. That's a. That's basically the Temple Owls in the NFL. I I mean I love the Panthers, but I'm not I don't know anything about this pick in terms of loving that, but you know, we'll go. It's Temple we'll South. On. It's Temple <laughs> South. Temple we'll South. Temple Pro.
0: <laughs> oh, that's that's awesome. I only went with one NFL pick this week, and it is the Kansas City Chiefs minus three. No confirmation on Drew Brees getting back. Taysom Hill showed last week he is not. The best quarterback on that team. That's a backup. Uh, I I don't know how you don't give Jameis a chance when you you watched uh, that you watched that game against the Eagles. The Chiefs minus three is the lockiest of locks of the week. Can't do it.
2: Great pick. It's a great pick. It's it's another one that you know you first look at it and it doesn't really make sense because the Chiefs are clearly the most complete team in the NFL. Uh, and I just I agree with this pick one hundred percent. I'm not going to put it on my board because I'm just going to keep my NFL board a little low. But great they, pick, Greg. They they had
0: they had that weird their weird game of the year last week against Miami, where Pat Mahomes throws three picks and they still win. I, I mean, I think they've gotten that out of their system, and, and they're going to be guns blazing to prove that they're still the best team in the NFL. I mean, and, and yeah.
2: now they're in the uh, they're in the driver's seat for that number one seed.
0: Absolutely.
1: You know what I don't like, though? There's been a lot of picks being said here that we've been agreeing on this week. It's making me nervous because I, I do oh, yeah. like the Chiefs. I like the Chiefs there to to get to do the business against the Saints.
0: This is a nightmare scenario that everyone agrees <laughs> yeah. with. Like,
1: every
2: yeah. Is Just feed us, guys. Just feed <laughs> us. <up. laughs>
0: it might not be a bad idea. Uh, anyone else have anything left in the NFL before we get to the Sunday Challenge? Uh-huh. I do
3: have Okay, I I do have one more. I can we can do mine really quick. I just um Cowboys money line. Go ahead next next pick. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Shut up. Ew. Ew. Next
0: pick. No. No. Next, next pick. What are we doing? Sweet. Stop don't dwell on it. Next pick. <laughs> <laughs> so, apparently <laughs> the Cowboys money line is currently plus 140. That is a heck of a pick. I I if we I don't want to
3: explain it. Literally, the beginning of this episode said, "I said I would. I want Cowboys to lose. Not going to bet on them. There's a lot of hypocrisy in my life in general. So, yeah. but Cowboys money line Niners stink. Just bet. just bet them. And but Mike, Mike, let's go to your pick. All right, let's go to Mike. What do you, what
1: do you got? I actually like the like the uh, the Niners to, to to cover that one. But that's not a pick for me. I just ended it. But my pick, my pick, which I really like this week is um. If everybody knows, it was my lock in the in the episode no one will ever listen to. The Patriots won forty-five to nothing. I'm gonna go with the Patriots again as as a dog. They're uh they believe they're at a plus plus one twenty in the one o'clock slate here. They have to uh they are they're traveling down to Miami, but uh actually they moved to plus one ten now, but they, they are traveling down to Miami. But I think they're on their last leg fighting for that playoff spot. Uh, I think Bill Belichick's gonna have them ready. They need the win, or their season's practically over. Edelman finally came back to practice today, back from his indefinite injury on in his leg. Uh, I just think Cam and Damon Harris are really gonna do the business. There's a lot of injuries that Miami suffered in that Kansas City game with Bob McCain. And then Devontae Parker and Gasecki are both questionable. Not sure if they're gonna play. And uh, those are two of us go to guys. So I think I think the Patriots go down to Miami, win outright. Hate that
3: pick. <laughs> hate it absolutely I mean, mark has a win
1: <laughs> i'm not
3: one to argue with other people's picks but i hate this one i'm uh, <laughs> not one to argue i don't usually call people out right after they make a pick but i think this is dumb i think that miami's really shown off this year i think they're a lot better than they were in the past i think the patriots are not the patriots of old they're not the team that's going to come in and they're not tom brady they're not julian edelman they're not Wes welker these aren't the same guys so I just think Miami is playing tough football. Tua Tagli- Tua Tua T is playing very, really
1: well, and I just think that this
3: is a bad pick, and I don't do not agree with it.
1: They're missing some of their better players, though. If Tua doesn't have his like top two offensive weapons, that could really hurt their offense.
3: Next man up. What's also That's funny strong. is Julian Edelman still is on the team yeah. and
2: might now return. Yeah, yeah, yeah actually, he yeah. might come back. Yeah, so he, but, it was announced so, today. Whatever.
3: If he plays quarterback, I'll give him a chance. Cam Newton's arm <laughs> is dead. <Cam> Newton, <laughs> that, he, that I kind of that Thursday game was brutal. That was atrocious. One of the worst football games I've seen a quarterback play. And I like Cam. I was a big Cam guy. I've always been a Cam guy since his JUCO days. I've always liked Cam. I, I'm not just not in on him right now.
0: All right, so Matt hates the pick, which means it's a guaranteed <laughs> winner. Uh, let's let's move on to the Sunday night challenge. Uh, we should have a cool like Sunday night challenge, but we don't, and we also don't have line uh, for the Sunday night we game. Do, we do now? Far. Is it? Did has it popped up as since we've been? No, taping? I meant
2: we have a cool sound. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sunday night challenge. <laughs> What's Listen, so
0: like not, <laughs> not the best production skills for me. Hand up. I'll, I'll give you that. We'll put it in um, post. We'll, well, oh, yeah. is it, I do the post. I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> <but> <laughs> you. Um, we're actually going to focus on the Monday night game. The Pittsburgh Steelers, the reeling Pittsburgh Steelers currently sit at minus 13 at even odds on Bovada Sportsbook, And it's, it's to me, i I'm gonna give you my pick right away. I think it's the Steelers. The Bengals can't score. I watched them all last week not be able to score. I lost a fantasy football uh a game because of Tyler Boyd. Uh, I just I don't see how I don't see how anyone, anyone could pick the Bengals in this situation.
1: Well. I'm going to be going with the Bengals plus 13. So so,
2: So, I thought I was going to be the only one. I am also going with the Bengals plus 13. Mark
1: on it again. Uh, I think the Steelers just played down to their competition with, with when it comes to the line with Tomlin. It was shown in that Cowboys game earlier this year. I just think that that they they're, they don't really go off and blow the brakes off of teams that much. I I just like the Bengals. I mean, thirteen's a lot of points as as you said in prior weeks. there's you see those double digits, you love looking at the dog,
2: especially in a divisional game. That that's one of the things that does it for me. Is a divisional game at plus thirteen. You you know the Steelers are at minus thirteen at even. So obviously the odds are looking a little more heavy at plus thirteen on the Bengals. The Bengals lost pretty heavily last week to the Cowboys, but they had three fumbles in that game. The Cowboys didn't have any turnovers. If the Bengals can just take care of the ball a little bit, then they'll be able to control the ball, you know, the clock a little bit more and keep this game a little bit closer. So I'm going with the Bengals with Mike. Let's go back to one and one. Yep. Matt.
3: Matt.
0: Yes, yes,
3: yes, uh, yes. Yeah, like Mark said, I mean, it's going to be a close game. It's not like the last time the Steelers and Bengals played. Steelers won 36-10. Like, it's a, It's always a close game, right? I'm taking Steelers. Minus 13. <laughs> easy victory. Easy dub for me and Greg again in the Sunday, Monday night challenge. <laughs> we are perfectly... <laughs> easily, <laughs> easily going 2-0. Put it in the book. Easy money. 100%.
0: Yeah, Can't I... Wait. I I, I love Hi, it,
3: Scott.
0: <laughs> exactly again. what I was thinking. It's again 2v2, and that's how we'll wrap up the show. Thank you for joining us again uh, this week on Better's Delight.